welcome to Podcast of Horror 2. This is the second episode of our second series featuring the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segments. I am Matt, and joining me for this run of this series are my co-host, Dave. Ooh, scary. <laughs> nice. And Derek. Ahoy, ahoy. Oh, Karen will be happy. I did that one for her. Nice. Very nice. This. Oh, I should have thrown in like an echo effect or something. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is our first themed episode, like we had talked about at the close of our last episode. I tried to find another word, but episode, I couldn't find one. And now I added it in there again. So, the theme that we had to pick for each segment that we're bringing to this show is that it had to be from a Tree House of Horror episode that aired in the past five years and at the time of this recording and i think this episode will be out before the next season of trios horror plays but just in case it it isn't let me clarify we are talking 2013 to 2017 that was the range we had to pick from and my pick is bff rip from treehouse of horror 27 that first aired on october 16th 2016 I really looked at that year number this time to make sure I said it right. <laughs> and I was looking at the Roman numerals for the Treehouse Hours. I'm like, all right, how do we do this again? Oh, yeah, Rocky V. Rocky <laughs> that's, that's right where my brain went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So this was the fourth episode of the 28th season. My God, this is... Uh, two years ago, so oh my god, I guess this is going to be the. Is this the thirtieth? We're in the thirtieth season. Now. I guess it hasn't started yet. But when the fall starts, this is the thirtieth season, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't right. realize that. Man Jeez. alive, that's a lot. There are men alive in here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. So let's get to this. So the opening of uh, again, I've watched the entire episode. So the opening, I made some quick notes and. It starts with the it's Halloween night in Springfield and the Simpson the entire the Simpson family the entire family is dressed up and I love this for nothing more than the fact that Homer is Bender from Futurama. <laughs> I love that costume. Marge for some reason is an ice cream cone. Maggie is Charlie Chaplin. Lisa's a recycling pin, and Bart I think is a gargoyle on top of like a a steeple or a or a castle. Um, uh, tower? I'm not quite sure exactly what he is. If he's something from pop culture, specifically a video game, I don't know what it is. And considering this is only two years old, it doesn't surprise me. Most pop culture yeah. now is over my head. Well, I mean, there was that Gargoyles cartoon, but that was in like the 90s. Yeah. 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 So this may have been a game something. If there's a, even, if there, even if there's a reference, there may not be. So if there are anyone half my age listening that knows what that is, feel free to post it on our Twitter or Facebook page because it, it went over my head. And they're going Christmas tree shopping, which wasn't as funny this go-round because me and my wife just went Halloween decorating shopping, and there was just as much, there was more Christmas stuff already set out than Halloween. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and don't, don't go to Target. Uh, really? It's oh, bad God. there not to? Let's say, and in fact, people are listening to this in October, and that might be, not be surprising. We're recording this in early not even quite mid coming up on mid-september and there's it is at the at-home store i'm gonna call them out like it means anything but at-home <laughs> store first thing we saw was a stand of christmas trees and i was like are you kidding what? me we haven't even seen it's like not front and center uh, the halloween stuff which you know that's the time of year we're in right now but nope it was it was christmas 
Unbelievable. Were they were they real trees or fake ones? Fake ones, fake ones. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, they <laughs> were sure they were no God. A real tree would be yeah. Well, I mean, long lived tree. Yeah, the Simpsons are actually they're they go to a real tree lot. It's a former felons Christmas tree lot, which is great because the Christmas tree lots and fireworks stands. That's pretty much what man does things during the day and night. And it's actually a trap. And inside is waiting Sideshow Bob, Kang, or Kodos. We don't know because they just scream and go, ah, one of you guys. <laughs> and the ghost of Frank Grimes, or as Homer says, good old Grimy, as he liked to be called. <laughs> or, or as it starts, who? Yeah, who that's that true, guy? too. Yeah. yeah, right. He didn't know right away. And Sideshow Bob makes mention of a Furious Four, and they're out for revenge, and they ask who the fourth is, and they pull out the leprechaun, which is just... Is he? I guess he's just a Halloween horror night. Oh, God, really? Del, tree, take yeah. a drink. <laughs> take a drink. I guess he's just a treehouse of horror character, right? I guess. Well, that's the thing is, watching the stuff for this, I saw him pop up several times, and I don't know where what the origin is. Wasn't he the leprechaun that told uh, Ralph to burn things? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, mm. huh. so he's just an evil leprechaun, period, the, despite yeah. where... What universe he lives in. Listen, the Simpsons have never been shy about picking on the Irish. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, we all remember Whacking Day. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm assuming that he's just a stereotypical evil leprechaun. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, first, before the killing, they have to do, they have to dance. And at this point, Maggie pulls out a sword from her cane and slaughters everybody, except Grimy, because he's already a ghost. And I like this bit. Another bit that has totally escaped me watching. I watched, I think I did watch all the past five years to figure out what I was going to, what I was going to view, or at least I started to watch them. Sometimes I just stopped, but I didn't notice this until making notes that Sideshow Bob's blood is red, obviously, and the Kanger Kodos blood is blue and they actually mix together and make a purple treehouse of horror 27 logo or title <laughs> i didn't notice the fact that the two bloods were running together i noticed it was purple but i was, I was like oh okay i missed that so that was kind of cool and then grimy says something about oh no no this is later so then after we get the title we get like this i don't even know what you would call it like just these images popping up from I guess every episode. The point is, it's their 600th episode, which I did not know getting into this originally. And that was a big collage of all the episodes, or at least many of them, to make it look like 600. And Grimy makes a comment about, in hell, you have to watch them all in a row. (laughs) Which is actually kind of funny, because FXX does those Every Simpsons Ever weekends now and again, where you can watch them all in a row. You get to watch them all. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. So now we're into the story, and it starts off with Lisa playing with Janie Powell, which, no, I did not know this character's name until the next scene. They're playing hide-and-seek, and Lisa is counting, and all of a sudden, Ned Flanders, I mean, Homer's lawnmower turns on and runs over Janie. And then we go to the funeral, and we see the headstone, Janie Powell, and... At the funeral, Sherry and Terry, the twins, come to comfort Lisa. So sorry you lost your best friend in such a cool tragedy, Lisa. Since you're interesting now, you can be our best friend. And right as Lisa is getting kind of a little happier and agreeing to this, the top of a huge tombstone falls over and kills the twins. 
And now we go to another funeral. And this is kind of funny. This is a little, I mean, not important, <laughs> but it was kind of. me. This is great. You like that? The, the, I, get I the, love the, the bit here. We get the rest of the family. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't the only one that th- found this as a chuckle. We get the rest of the families. We meet them and we get their names. We now bury Sherry and Terry, survived by their brothers, Jerry and Larry, and their father and mother, Barry and Mary. And now some light remarks by comedian Drew Carey. He was actually just stumbled into the, did he, I forget if he was at the wrong funeral or just stumbled into a funeral, sort of. I don't remember if there's a real explanation for that. Yeah, he's supposed to do some some other event. Right, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe it was like when they lured Robert Goulet to the treehouse. Vera said that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She said, shut up. Or something <laughs> like that. So, all right, now we go, and then we're still at the funeral, and we get a Homer line that is, it's great to cap the scene off and get moving on with the story, because it's, it's a perfect Homer line for any episode, and it was, Man, who'd have thought a funeral for a couple of kids would be such a downer? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, from there, we get an exterior shot of Springfield's discount grief counselor. I love that. With the arrow pointing at the building and flashing. With the electric zap zzz, zzz, as it's on there. I don't know why. That, that, that just screams cheap to me, which is just makes that idea even funnier. And the counselor says that everything seems big to a child, but in two or three weeks, the death of three friends in two days will be something that she laughs about. And she adds, when she does, she'll be there for her. And Lisa starts to feel better again. And just as she does, the counselor says, just think of me as your best friend. And right at the end of the line, the painting falls off the wall and breaks the counselor's neck. And Lisa screams. That's a heavy painting. That is a heavy painting. And Lisa screams the uh, counselor's name, which to me was hilarious. I don't know why. It was just funny. She goes, ah! Yeah, that's just like a hyphenated professional woman. Yeah, and two very awkward names too. Right, put put together. So now we go to the man Suko Gluckman funeral, and Chief Wiggum arrives to inform Lisa she's the prime suspect in the murder of two norms and a twin set. Uh, that's a good one. Not, not his best line in this, but it's a good one. So we go back to the Simpsons' house, and the police are gathering evidence, and we can find something. And it's a bottle of sparkly glitter nail polish that matches nail polish they found on the lawnmower and the picture frame. And Lisa says she's never only, I'm sorry, she's only ever worn that with Rachel. And Wiggum asks who Rachel is with the added bit, and tell me it's not a computer acronym like repeating algorithm for calculating hotel. Come on, Lou, help me out here. No, no, no. You got yourself into that acronym. You can uh, get yourself out. Lou stands for lousy, obstinate. Um, nah, help me out here, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the Wiggum. That I don't have a line listed as my favorite, but I think that might be my favorite bit in this uh, in this segment. Yeah, the whole acronym thing. So Lisa explains that she had no real friends, so she had to make up Rachel until she grew out of her and sort of filed her away in a scrapbook in a sense. And from and here we get a shot. I'm, a, I'm thinking a young Bart, I guess, but he has a green shirt, and that just is the thing that drew my eye to him and said, I guess he's not at orange shirt age yet. I guess this is supposed to be the past because I've never seen him in a green shirt before. 
Wow, I watched it twice. I didn't even. I yeah. don't remember seeing the color of his shirt. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an odd choice, like, and I think he's a little shorter, but it's hard to tell from a cartoon. Hey, I'm sure he's younger. Yeah, so Although, you know they never age. So yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> they they've, they've all always been younger, and we'll see them in the future. But you're right, they never age. Yeah. So the screen-shirted Bart pulls a scrapbook off and tosses it directly in the trash. Now, and since then, Lisa has never worn that nail polish. Wiggum doesn't believe this, and he said the, the only invisible killer he believes in is God. That's a great line, too. <laughs> I love it. Now, are we to believe that uh, the the make-believe friend came alive or whatever because Bart threw the book away or just because Lisa gave her up? <sighs> I thought gave her up. I really don't understand why Bart threw the book away because there is no definitive payoff. Yeah, there's no, yeah, exactly. There's no definitive consequence of that. I always threw out this and through my notes had it in mind that she stopped like imagining her and that's why she. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did you ever see that movie? um, What's it called? Right said Fred or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. Oh, yeah. The guy from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, we stop believing, but we want to, the, the fictional person wants to still exist. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Kind of like- and Bart throughout the book. Cause he's a jerk. I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Maybe the joke was, it says childhood memories and it's like something she would cherish and Bart just throws it away. Yeah. Like I said, these these past five years are a different beast, so can't always tie these scenes. These you got twelve minutes to tell a story. Actually, you don't even. You got like eight minutes to tell a story. You gotta it gotta be a little. Every scene counts, so this one's a little confusing. Yeah. Next morning on the school bus, Lisa gets on. Everyone like just backs up to the sides of the bus, just clears out of her way. Everybody, of course, except Millhouse. And when Lisa sits down, Rachel finally appears, at least to the point that we can see her, but. Rachel's the only, or I mean, Lisa's the only one actually sees Rachel. Rachel grabs the sandwich out of Millhouse's lunch, takes off the plastic wrap, and suffocates him. And his dying, I think his dying word, I don't know written down what his dying words are. Why did mom double wrap? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, remember, I couldn't figure out if he said why did she or why didn't she. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Either and one. I didn't, I I didn't quite was, get what the joke was there. I think it was did because he couldn't break through the plastic wrap. Yeah. 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 That's what I figured. Because he's just that, that weak. The fact that his last words have anything to do with that is, for me, a good enough joke. And now Lisa asked, How could you do that? You tell me. I came from your brain where your darkest thoughts live. And she shows <laughs> us a visual of her of Lisa's darkest thoughts. And this is brilliant. This, this is great. It's Lisa in flannel with a hunter's cap driving a huge suv with a dead deer strapped to the front plowing through trees running over the buddha and saxophones yeah that is that is like yeah that is that is dark lisa although lisa probably wouldn't actually have these thoughts now i think about it but anyway so the cop pulls over the bus that news travels fast the cops are on the case (laughs) right Pull, pull the bus and uh Lisa's arrested for the murder of Millhouse. In the jail cell, Rachel visits Lisa again, and Lisa says, My mom was so right when she said I didn't need you anymore. Oh, oh, I see. So nosy old Marge was the reason you, you moved on from me. And she disappears, leaving a cloud of dust that says, text me, which I, I guess is a, a young girl joke. 
I mean, a joke about. You know, I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say here. Uh, they don't damn have kids. Be- they don't have beepers anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get what the joke is, but it, it's yeah. I, 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 I'm just I'm making this worse. I should probably move on. <laughs> All right. So Lisa realized what she did by telling her this, but she doesn't know what to do. And just at that moment, the like, I, I'm going to call it a floor drain manhole. It's one of the two opens up and Bart pops out. <gasps> Bart, you came to save me? Actually, I deliver little bags to guys inside. Don't know what's in them, but they're sure glad to see me. <laughs> uh, yes. So, during the, during all this, Snake is actually has a shiv to Wiggum's neck, and Wiggum's on the phone trying to tell his wife... Tell Ralphie I won't be home for dinner, huh? Uh, tell him that dinner is the meal at the end of the day. Uh, tell him the end of the day is when the sun goes down. Tell him... A- Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like he's been through this so many times with Ralph. Thank God it's over. So we're back at the Simpsons house now, and Marge is sweeping the kitchen, and Rachel arrives, and she throws a knife at her back, and Snowball, or Snowball, is it two? It doesn't matter. The cat, she leaps and dives in front of the knife, taking it, presumably dying, falling into the trash can, which just a second later, Homer comes in and throws out. And no one knows this happened. This is a hard scene. This is this is poor cat. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that was. Yeah, it didn't need to happen, but it's like, wow, that was that was brutal. It's like, damn. Yeah. So back at the jail, Lisa and Bart had hidden a bin of used prison harmonicas, <laughs> which was taken out to the curb. Lisa imagines a motorcycle. That gets them back to the house, and I should mention she imagined a nice little purple basket for Bart to sit in, and the motorcycle runs on unicorn smiles. Well, of course, just me. Yes, and and she gets him a helmet that says. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) little flower sticking out the top. I'm surprised she just didn't imagine a unicorn to ride home on. (laughs) Right. Right. So back at the house, Rachel is. She grabs the iron, starts winding it up with like like swinging it by the cord, like a big wind up. And she's about to uh, presumably club Marge with it, but Lisa stops her. And Rachel says, "I'm gonna kill everyone you love, and they'll blame you because nobody else can see me. I can see you because I am incredibly wasted." Which. Is a chuckle, but even funnier when I he lifts the bottle that he's drinking and it says Logan's rum on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit. That's another joke that most of the demographic the, the target demographic watching this, that joke wouldn't actually mean anything to them, but I laughed. Right. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean Logan's run is almost too old for us. It is, yeah. and it's and it, it's, it does it's, not it's, stand up like the other stuff that came out around the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. Yeah, it didn't have Charlton Heston in it. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm amazed they haven't remade it yet with like The Rock or something. <laughs> it would be The Rock. It you know, the, you yep. know they're working on it. Yep. Oh, they've got to be. Yep. You're right. Yep. Yep. I would. I if I didn't have to get through my notes, I'd pull up IMDb and check. But I'll check that later tonight. So everyone. Uh, so and then also, this is a visual. There is no line to pull for this. But there, Lisa imagines every or. There's like a, this thought bubble of everyone that Marge or you know, that Lisa loves, and it's Homer, Marge, Maggie, a tree, and a horse. No Bart. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A tree comes before Bart. I love that. 
So with Homer being able to see Rachel, Rachel attacks Homer with uh, like a fireplace tongs. They probably have a better name than that, but I don't know what it is. He smashes a bottle to uh, come at her, but she gets a better of him. She gets him on the ground, and he he declares, "Only my childhood imaginary friend can save me now," and that is Sergeant Sausage. You came. I love you. Which is this sausage, a hot dog in a bun with a an army helmet and a big, I'm going to presume, mustard S on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, where when, this Before goes. he said his name, I was I was like trying to come up with what his name would be. Uh-huh. Um, and it, of course, Sergeant Sausage is perfect, but I was, yeah, I was thinking it was like Captain Hot Dog or oh, right. something. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, is, this is about where this goes off the rails. Yeah. So so Sergeant Sausage manages or tries to reason with Rachel, but she says she doesn't take order, orders from a hot dog. She balls him up and stuffs him in the microwave, and he, he's screaming, "No, no, cut slits in me first, Which that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> and then she makes uh, she turns on the microwave, and he of course explodes. She Rachel makes one more charge at Marge, and then Lisa says that she's going to imagine her into her worst nightmare, and that is her mother, meaning Rachel's mother, who's married to a dentist. And we get to see the dentist who declares, we'll spend summers with my mother or vacations with my mother or something like that. Nice little touch. And with that, Rachel manages. And now we get this weird thing where Homer is ready to lay his good friend Sergeant Sausage to rest. And he does that. It's not weird that he's eating him, which is what we see. We see the microwave on its back, lit open, and him ladling pieces or Sergeant Sausage out of that as he eats him. But the fact that he was imaginary and somehow he's able to physically eat him now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, but- why would why would imagining Rachel as her mom stop her it because it's this had to end <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why i mean i guess i guess aging out the kid but yeah i don't know this this ended very weirdly yeah it it's ending is not a strong point at all and there is one more appearance of sergeant sausage he says actually as an imaginary friend i can never die get in my stomach okay yes sir that is the end and only two notes is that Drew, the Drew Carey appearance was voiced by Drew Carey. And I checked because I could have sworn I was like, does this Sarah Silverman? But she's not like what I expect Sarah Silverman to be. And sure enough, Rachel is played by Sarah Silverman. This is like a very straight character for Sarah Silverman to be voicing. Yeah. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. She wasn't the comic relief at all in this. So now for rating this. Okay. <laughs> The first two thirds were good. It gave me some good laughs. It had the three chuckle rule, which is something Tim from Swick made up a long time ago. If it gets a three chuckle rule, it rule it gets a pass. And it's definitely not first ten years of Treehouse Horror level at all. I liked most of it. Homer and Sar- Sar- Sergeant Sausage did have their moments, but it did, that's about where it got off the rails. And the ending was strange. Logan's Rum made me laugh, and that's about. I guess all the highlights, but even with that, it's ooh, it's not a one I don't think anyone talks about, unless they talk about it poorly. On the BuzzFeed rank of all 84, 83 of these, it was in the 60s, so it's in the bottom third. And that's about where I rank it. I rank it kind of a little higher. I gave it a 2.5, so it's like in the 50%. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, 
compared to what we just talked about the last episode. It, it is not the same caliber, but I st- it still had moments for me. So that's my rating and review. All right. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's not one of the best ones. Um, I do like the fact there was a there was a little visual gag when they're at the cemetery that Willie's putting up a uh, a sign that says Lisa Simpson wing. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the, 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 the last act is, is not great. Uh, I do like the fact that, uh, Homer's invisible friend, Sergeant Sausage is so simply drawn, you know, he's barely got facial features, uh, which clearly to Homer, Homer's brain invention. Um, but yeah, I, I give it a three. It was okay. pretty good, but you know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go lean more towards Matt on this one. Um, it got points for me because it was a, it, it definitely had a Halloween theme about it with, you know, the ghosts and, and killing all the kids. Although the Simpsons tend to be real easy about killing kids. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I, my favorite part of the whole episode was the, uh, Homer and his imaginary friend just because it was just so stupid and so goofy that it made me laugh. But, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Sarah Silverman in it and I thought as horrible as this is to say, I thought the kid's funeral scene was pretty funny. So I'll go with the two and a half. All right. We're on to segment two. That means Derek's up. So Derek, what do you have for our, or your pick for the past five years? Okay, uh, past five years, I went with the earliest of those five years. I went with season 25. Uh, it would be Treehouse of Horrors 24. And I went with an, uh, a segment called Freaks No Geeks. Freaks No Geeks is based off the 1932 film called Freaks, uh, directed by to- uh, Todd Browning, about a circus freak show and the freaks in said show. Uh, unfortunately, there's no singing and dancing like The Greatest Showman, but <laughs> no, but it's a little, but it's a little bit more honest. So yeah. there you go. Um, you get that lovely, lovely sepia tone view of Springfield, and they pan in on a circus uh, called the Burnsome and Bailey Circus. Uh, of course. Uh, Mr. Burns is the Burnsome in that, and he is barking out to the attractions to the the townspeople. You see a cut to Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney trying to sneak in underneath the tent, giggling as they do. And as they do that, a lion comes walking out of the tent, clearly has just eaten the three of them because he's now wearing Jimbo's hat. Yeah, and what does he have in his mouth there? Their belts, or I think I think it's somebody's shoe. Okay, okay, like shoelaces. Yeah, it's one of those things where, I like, yeah, I was making notes of the hat and then looked up. What? Oh wait, there was a. Uh, oh well, yeah. and I can't possibly be bothered oh, to rewind. It was uh, suspenders. Oh, suspenders. Okay, yes, because yes. that's what everyone yes. wore in the in yes. the sepia tone age because because they couldn't afford a belt. Right. <laughs> I um, wore suspenders in junior high because I thought it looked cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Were they rainbow suspenders? They weren't rainbow, but quite often I would have—I wouldn't even have them up over my shoulders. I'd have them just dangling <laughs> from my pants, like that was the thing that people did, or at least I did. <laughs> did anyone ever say "nanu nanu" so to you? Right now, did, they could say "I'm the doctor." Dance? Did they also say? Did you also dance in a ska band? <laughs> oh no! But um, 
I did do the Money Body Boston came to my college when I was there, and I got to work security for it. Which nice, was cool. <laughs> very yeah. nice. The best part of that story is that uh, Derek made a very obscure reference, and Dave actually got excited. And went, oh no, wait, hold on. <laughs> well, listen, we you know I grew up as a Scott fan too, so you know I, as much as I say that sarcastically. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, lying if I said I was jealous that he danced in a ska band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all wanted to be that guy from the Boston's. Um, anyway, so Burns is barking out the attractions, and Smithers walks up in a great little sight gag and puts the top hat on Burns's head, and he instantly f- crinkles down. Yeah, <laughs> because you know it's just too damn heavy for Burns, and the look that Burns gives Smithers as he walks away with the hat is just priceless. Uh, just like, w- what were you thinking? Right. They open up the the curtain to the tent, and you see Marguerite or Marge. She's an acrobat. They pan over to. Krusty the Clown for the circus clowns. Seriously, folks, I really think we should stop this Hitler guy. <laughs> and the whole crowd laughs. Seems appropriate for this day and age. <laughs> then they pan over to the strong man, which is, of course, Homer, who uses his tongue to pull a wagon and then has to recoil his tongue back into his head. Uh, Homer then... While the people are watching him sings the uh, the circus song. This is a song that you hear. It's a circus sung by a guy that you see. It's a circus. Which will probably be stuck in your heads for the rest of the day. You're welcome. Uh, they're starting to head over to the freak show. And you see some banners for the spineless man, which is Skinner. Because he's spineless towards his mother. And the snake charmer, which is a poo charming a snake with snake's head on it. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, I thought it was really clever. You know, I mean, probably offensive, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's clever uh, plus Offensive to who? Yeah, right. oh. <laughs> well, yeah. Indians, right. I get it. <laughs> and it is. Oh, like offensive to criminals or snakes? <laughs> it's also, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a nice pairing because those two are, like, at, are adversaries. On a con- constant basis. I mean, with Snake yeah, always robbing yeah. Apu. So pairing them together is kind of fun, too, even in this situation and with the right. changes. And there was another banner before the Spineless Man for Skinner's mother. But I could, you, couldn't, you could just see her with, like, a wooden spoon. You couldn't actually see what it said. So they get into the freak show, and you see the human donkey, which is just Nelson. Uh, you see the terrifying callback. Which is Bart sewn on Bart's head sewn onto Selma's neck, which if you watch the previous segment Dead and Shoulders, that comes from there, and they sing Mockingbird together. So the terrifying callback is a callback to the previous segment. Right. You see Kang and Kodos, who are who are labeled as creatures from another galaxy. Actually, it's more of a globular cluster. Not the dark. Not the dark. Ah! And Burns drops the clo- uh, a cloak over them, and they start screaming, Not the dark! Not the dark! <laughs> uh, then Burns gets very serious and says, And now, I must ask that small children leave, good women avert their eyes, and men take a stiff slug of circus whiskey. Behold, the most hideous creature of all. How you doing? And everybody That's my screams. Favorite bit of the whole thing. Really? <laughs> well, my favorite bit is he asks in the crowd, "Is anybody here from Jersey?" 
And some lady in the front raises her, her hand and he goes, oh, I'm going there next week. And she screams and passes out. <laughs> they cut to later in the evening. The, you know, the circus is done for the day. The freaks are all relaxing in their little circus camp. And you see Barney as torso because he has no arms and legs. And he's rolling out cookie dough because he's baking gingerbread men cookies. Uh Mo gives him crap because it's taking him very long to do this. And he says, you know, even the human snail would do this quicker. To which you see the comic book guy slowly moving by <laughs> as a snail. I am so sick and tired of people assuming that the human snail is in some way slow. Good day. Mm. 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 Did you say gingerbread men cookies? Uh, yeah, I think they were gingerbread men cookies. It's just the your, the way you said it was gingerbreadman. Oh, I'll catch <laughs> Like like uh, Larry Spiderman. Yes. <laughs> it's Spiderman. Maybe I did. Maybe maybe I, maybe I did. I um, think it's the new way. I'll go with it. Gingerbreadman. I think I took her to the prom in junior high. <laughs> she was kind of spicy. <laughs> So Burns comes into the campground and yells at the freaks to say, you know, hey, get your shit together. We got another show. You guys got to be on it. The people are paying a nickel to see you. You got to be on your game. And Marge steps up and says, hey, you, you got to be nice to these guys. You know, these guys put in a lot of hard work. And just because they're freaks doesn't mean you can treat them like crap. Homer comes in and says, stay away. You belong to me. And he refers to himself as a dumb, hairless brute. Marge says, yeah, I, I know, but I'm with you because you're the best the circus has to offer. <laughs> Homer does a Gene Simmons and kisses her with his tongue like sticking out like a foot <laughs> and picks her up into the air with his tongue and they walk off. Homer says to, to Marge, you know, Marge is like, look, you, you really, you got to help me here because the, Burns treats these guys like crap. And Homer goes, hey, they knew what they were getting into when their parents sold them to the circus. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh at that. That's horrible. I know, but it's kind of true. <laughs> right. you know, it's like the, uh, the uh, our gang kids. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, by the studio. <laughs> so Burns continues to yell at the freaks and then says, you have to treat yourself. You have to act with dignity as he leaps on Homer's back and rides him off screen. <laughs> uh, the freaks all gather around Marge and they, you know, Mo comes up and says, hey, thanks for sticking up for me. Nobody's ever done that before. Marge gives him a kiss on his cheek and now he's instantly in love. Um, they pan over to one of my favorite gags, the pinheads which are Lenny and Carl. Yeah. It's kind of perfect. Yes. <laughs> and they say, hey, Mo, you, you should ask her out. You know, you should take her on a date. And he doesn't want to because she's Homer's girl and Homer's the strong man. Uh, and they're like, nobody's ever going to know unless Rabbit Ears tells Big Mouth. And, of course, they pan over to a guy with giant ears who overhears this and tells a guy with giant lips who yells, what? <laughs> They find out that uh, Homer is making $10 a week and gets all the sawdust he can eat. So Mo feels that he doesn't have a chance. Lenny and Carl remind Mo that he has an emerald ring. And he, he pulls the emerald ring out and looks at it and says, yes. My mother's ring. <laughs> she gave it to me on a deathbed. She also acquired it on a deathbed. That was a very busy deathbed. That's a good bit, too. <laughs> Homer overhears this conversation and plots, makes a plot to trick Mo into giving Marge the ring. 
I get Marge to marry Mo, then I kill Mo, then she gets the ring, then I marry her, and the ring is mine. And the brilliance of my plan is its simplicity. It's not a simple plan. Not right. at all. He could have <laughs> probably just strangled Mo and taken the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a freak. Nobody would care. So Barney the Torso is behind Homer as he's making this evil plan. And he says, uh, you'll regret saying that. And Homer looks at him and goes, oh, well, you'll regret hearing it. And he kicks him down a hill and he's rolling down the hill and he goes, what do you know? I am gathering moss. Yeah, Ugh, that was a gross. Yeah, it was a bit of a cheesy joke. <laughs> and then he, he says something about losing his keys. And and I like, uh, first of all, I flash back to Matt landing on his keys. Oh, when my he God. did the, yeah. the thing in the theater. Right. But then I was like, the losing the keys thing felt like it should have set up like, another bit you know but there's nothing that comes after it i don't know yeah yeah just a quick little one-liner yeah, uh, yeah. i honestly it's a better line than uh growing moss yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah so homer goes to marge and says hey <laughs> Actually, you, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you derek but it just no, reminds, no. It reminds me of that i think it's the eddie murphy thing about the mother falling down the stairs mashu and then <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry Anyway, uh, so Homer goes back to Marge and says, "Hey, you know what? You should you should consider marrying Mo." And she's like, "I'm your girlfriend. Why would you ask that?" And he goes, "Well, Mo's going to die soon." And Marge asks, "How's Mo going to die?" And my favorite line in the whole bit is Homer looks at her and goes, well, "Let me worry about her." That's my favorite line too. Yep, yeah. that's a good line. Yeah. So he convinces Marge to give give uh, Mo. You know the the short happiness that he deserves, uh, all while he's scheming to steal the ring. And so she's like, "Okay, well, we'll get married." So they cut to instantly to the wedding and, and the reception, where all the freaks are sitting around a table singing Rick James's "Super Freak" to her. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, Lenny is conducting the wedding, and during the ceremony, March says that she'll make the small time with Mo memorable. Homer off to the side is chuckling and says, Oh, a very small time. Mo gives a toast and says, You know, a wedding's not the time to worry about threats from a bride's former lover. <laughs> and he says, I, I heard that line but for some reason. You, you repeating it in the summary is much funnier than when I watched it. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'll be sending my application into uh, Matt Groening tomorrow. There you go. He says, to you, Marge, you are now one of us. And they all start chanting, Goobble Goo, Goobble Goo, uh, you know, ripping on the original Giebel Gabble yeah. or the Ramones Gabba Gabba. Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, Burns, you know, they're all chanting and they pan over to Burns, who just goes, why is it that company parties always get so weird? <laughs> yeah. uh, which I'm assuming both of you have been to a company party. They oh. do. They get weird. Yep. Oh, yeah. So Marge and Mo are preparing for their first night of marital bliss, and Mo goes outside to get a Flintstones version of a shower. Mm, yep, uh, that's exact my exact note. Yeah, stands under Jumbo the elephant and says, "Set it to massage." So he's getting the shower, and uh, Homer sneaks in to poison Mo. Marge throws him out and says, "This isn't happening. I, you can't do this." And the freaks start coming out of the rain towards homer and i really like this part because it's fair it's so similar to the movie yes yes it is it's it's a really freaking creepy scene in the movie and it's kind of a creepy scene here and seeing as this is a, a treehouse of horrors 
it kind of works. And I um, think I remember, if I'm remembering right in the movie, there's no music. It's just the rain and the like the silent creeping, which is like yeah, it actually you hear like <sighs> distant thunder, yes, and pouring yeah. rain. So Homer walks out and uh, gets surrounded, and the f- freaks are all yelling. Google Goo mean? We don't know. Google Goo. Strike lightning hits, and they see that Burns has been hung from a tree. You killed Burns! Now who is going to say step right up? Which is great that that's Homer's only concern. Yeah. Meanwhile, the freaks are enclosing on him. They tar and feather Homer from head to toe, and you instantly flash back to the Simpsons couch, where Homer, tarred and feathered and missing his limbs, is sitting next to Marge, and the three kids, and he says, And that, kids, is how I met your mother. <sighs> I know. That was a big, big groan. And then they play the How I Met Your Mother theme song over the end credits, where we see Homer as a duck man doing his world's strongest man routine. You see newspaper spin-outs, which say, World's strongest duck wows the president. Duck nabs pick prize. Duck leads troops to Omaha Beach. And then the last one says, Duck dies. And then a smaller box, Babe Ruth also dies. (laughs) And in an even smaller box, Stalin dies too. Now, I don't know what year the duck died, but... Babe Ruth died in August of 1948, and Stalin died in March of 1953. (laughs) So this paper is either really, really far behind, or or they are just doing a collective of famous people that have died. It's it's one of those rare newspapers that comes out once every three years. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) It's like the anniversary edition. It's a decade edition of the Times. So that's that's the segment, anyway. I really enjoyed this. I... I'm very selective with horror movies and, and like spooky movies. And this one is one that I have watched way too many times. Uh, I absolutely love freak. I love the way it was done. I love all the effects for it for, you know, I mean, it came out in the 1930s and it would still, if you played it on a big screen today, it would stick, still scare the shit out of mm-hmm. most people that went to see it. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job with it. And, you know, I mean, this was supposed to be, the reason why we did the last five seasons is because, you know, there's always the, oh, you know, the Simpsons have lost their touch, da 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 And if you listen to our worst of episode, <laughs> you'll see that there's a lot of that. Yes. But this one was actually really good, and it made me want to go back and watch the other ones from the past five seasons. So I'm going to give this one four stars. Nice. All right. Well, so I haven't seen Freaks, and from what it sounds like, I should, because it does... It, uh even though I'm not that into old older movies, it just sounds like one of those classics that uh, probably is way ahead of its time. So, uh, having uh, not seen Freaks, I didn't have any frame of reference for this episode. I just like none of the references. I didn't understand any of it. Um, so, given that, and the fact that um, Mo centric episodes tend to be not my favorites like i love mo he's one of my favorite characters as a side character but when he's the focus like when he got his face lift or when he you know did various things like when you make mo the main character and you want to sympathize with him it doesn't really work because he's not a he's not a good person (laughs) (laughs) this is true so so uh so there's that and then um 
<laughs> and this is just me. I don't the jokes that they do when they when they chant in all of the Simpsons, I just don't like them. They don't <laughs> they don't sit well with me. So the Google Goo thing, I was like, what's going on? Uh, I, of course, the one of us is a classic thing. Even though I haven't seen this, I'm one of us. I I know. And it, is that from Freaks or is that? I thought that was from Children of the Corn or something. No, that's from Freaks. Or Body Snatchers. Oh, it yeah. is Freaks. Okay. I mean, a so lot anyway, of yeah. a lot of people have used it over the years, obviously. Right. But, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. So you know. Yeah. So. Uh, Having said all that, the, this one just didn't didn't work for me. Uh, aside from the the uh, the reveal of Mo uh, and the New Jersey line, uh, I didn't really find anything about this one funny or interesting. So I, I give it a two. Okay, uh, I agree with both of you, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain. The uh, I did like the Freaks reference. It's a movie. It's I've seen it a lot as well. I, it's one of those movies where it's I don't like put it in to watch it but if i flip through and it's on it something usually catches my eye with it and a lot of the references are great the guy without the torso is a real prominent character in the movie freaks and he had one of the best lines in this when he when he was standing there on his hands and looks at marge and goes boy i'd hate to be you yeah that was that was one of the one of the best lines the thing i really don't like about this is the ending the ending just—I wouldn't say it ruins the whole thing for me because I had a lot of fun watching it. But the ending is awful. It's—it's it's definitely that a, a stinker of an yeah. ending. They—they could have done something. They could have done something they've done probably twenty, thirty, fifty times in The Simpsons and cut the black and have Homer like scream and then yell and then like laugh like ooh that tickles and then a blood curdling scream and go to the credits. That would have been mm. a much better ending than the How I Met Your Mother gag. So, because of that, and uh, really, it's about it. There's, it's, it's up and down. It's mostly up, but I give it a three and a half out of five. Just, it, it just falls short of a four because of that awful ending. Cool. You're very good. Well, we're not done. Dave still has to give us one from the past five years. So, what do you got for us tonight, Dave? Well, of course, I went to go with Sideshow Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my choice for this was Wanted, Dead, Then Alive with uh, Sideshow Bob. It's from Treehouse of Horror 26, uh, season 27. And uh, all right. So uh, it opens with Bart getting it. I forget what he's doing, but Bart gets a text from Millhouse that says Largo stuck in harp. And I had to look up what Largo was, and it's the music teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, looks funny, sounds exquisite. So <laughs> that, that's an early clue that we're not actually hearing from Milhouse. Right. <laughs> um, so Bart goes to the music room, and it's actually Sideshow Bob there. Um, he's finally coming to kill Bart uh, after all these years, and he 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 loads up a a uh, harpoon gun, spear gun, or whatever, and aims it at Bart, and Bart is so confident because of all the times that he's defeated Sideshow Bob that he's like, You couldn't kill me with that thing if I drew an X on my forehead. Bob and a spear gun sitting in a tree. S-U-C-K-I-N. Bob just shoots him through the heart. (laughs) This is a gigantic uh, hole in his torso. So, and and here's, man, I love Sideshow Bob. He changes his Facebook status from attempted murderer to murderer. <laughs> to murderer yep. <laughs> uh, he takes Bart's body home, and there's a sign out front of his house that toggles from in prison to on parole. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so and he's he's you know toying with the body and just like vamping and and gloating, and uh, the doorbell rings and it's Homer. 
uh, he's coming around looking for Bart. And, um, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, I, I don't know where Bart is. And Homer's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, and he opens Bob's shirt that has the, the die Bart die tattoo that we saw from whatever season that was. And it's like, oh, that old thing. Well, what about this? And he turns around and lifts up his shirt on his back. And there's a like, I, there's an I love Bart back tattoo there. And Homer's <laughs> like, oh, makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and then Homer's like, well, I guess I'll go down to the next suspect on the list. And the list is Sideshow Bob Homer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, Bob plays around with Bart's body for a while, but then he, he gets bored and gets a job at the uh, teaching at the University of Springfield. And um, he's trying to go over literature. And, you know, this is some this is like Bob's wheelhouse, right? He's a smart guy. He's educated. He's well-read. He's trying to teach these kids. And they're all millennials and they're all just on their phones and their computers and he asks you know one of the students you know well, what did what did this signify in this novel and they google it and they're like yeah um this website says the claws aren't a metaphor but like an insight to a state of mind crushed it what website forward the link text me tweet the link where is it that resonated with me so much because most of our all of our shows including this one on neozaz are fandom driven and anytime there's a new piece of information in any fandom that is like the response on social media link please proof where did you get that yeah. like, it's, it's always like <laughs> where's where's the where's the source of this information give it to us now yeah uh, oh yeah there was a good line where um I think it was when he was um, no, no, what was it? Shit! But the the line I forget what the context is, but the line is if White Zinfandel can make a comeback, so can you. <laughs> I think it was when he decides to to uh, reanimate him. Uh, so anyway, Bob gets bored of teaching, so he wants to bring Bart back so he can kill him again. He realizes that the only time he was ever happy was when he was trying to kill Bart. So he goes to a bunch of places and gets supplies. And the last place is like the the dark arts building or whatever. And and he comes out of there wasted. And he's like, those guys really know how to party. <laughs> um, uh, so he's uh, he's building his uh, reanimation machine. And of course, the little leprechaun shows up and he throws him into the mix. So then there's like just a montage of Bob reanimating Bart, killing him and bringing him back and killing him. I don't know that there's that much... There's there's a couple of different gags in there, but it's mostly visual gags. And there, oh, there was one where um, to kill him, you know, he reanimates him, and Bart wakes up and says, "How much electricity is this costing?" And he hands him a bill <laughs> yeah. for thirty thousand dollars, whatever. And the and what I didn't notice until the second time I watched it, but it was a bill in Bart's name. Oh, I just huh. thought yeah. he had, <laughs> I thought smart. he had. Oh yeah, I thought he just just uh, had a heart attack over right. the price, but that makes it even yeah much more sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, uh, hundred dollars, dudes. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, Lisa comes by walking the dog. Second appearance of the dog. What is it, boy? What have you found? <gasps> I knew it was Bob. Even when they tried and executed Jailbird, I knew it was Bob. And so she she brings the family back, and they come in, and uh, they see Bart in like six different parts lying on the table, and the things there's a big. Big lever that says reanimate. And Homer looks at says reanimate. This animation looks good enough to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge is like, come on, pull the lever. He's like, ah, I've been pulling levers all day. <laughs> so Bart comes back. And then this is like three really good lines in a row. And Homer says, wow, for once I was sober at Bart's birth. Yes, that's right, officer. There are intruders in my basement. Have I the right to shoot? Oh, yeah. And you can wear blue jeans to a Broadway show. 
Everything's different now. By then, uh, Sideshow Bob is coming down the, the stairs with a gun. But for some reason, before he can shoot them, Homer manages to hit him on the head with a lamp and kills him. Uh, which then Lisa puts the lamp on the machine and reanimates the lamp, which puts it back together for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> pretty all-purpose machine right there. Pretty much, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then... Uh, so then Bart asks Marge if he can have Bob's body, and she's like, Normally, I'd say no, but you have been showing responsibility with the dog lately, so fine. So he puts some of Bob's parts on the machine with, like, animal parts and, you know, chicken feet and stuff like that. And so Bob comes back as a a mess of a conglomerate. You know. <laughs> but then he's still teaching at the university. By sea girls wreathed with seaweed red and brown Till human voices wake us and we drown Any questions? Yes, what are you supposed to be again? A full professor! But the tenure committee is excruciatingly slow <laughs> My question is though, whatever happened to Millhouse? We never... We never... <laughs> Oh right, me. yeah. Bob has his phone. Good point. He's he's, yeah. he's busy, busy putting up signs looking for his lost phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I have a sort of an off-topic uh, comment here on the third segment in this show. Telepaths of Glory has nothing to do with telepathy. Huh. Oh, I had to go back it's and like, watch that. I don't recognize it by name. Yeah, I don't recognize. Yeah, it's it like uh, uh, for some uh, Millhouse, Lisa, and Bart are out doing something. They get zapped or whatever, and they get superpowers. Oh, they it's get, um. They all get telekinesis powers. They don't have telep. Nobody's reading anybody anybody's mind. And they use the telepath is in the name. They use it several times in the show. I'm like nobody on the. Well, I I can't believe that nobody on the writing staff has no idea what telepathy means. Hmm. So I'm sure it's they got it's a movie spoof, and I can't remember what the hell the movie spoof is, but um, I, I think it starts with a C. But yeah, it's basically these three kids get telepathic type powers and and can start i mean it's the same i mean it's literally the same thing they just put the simpsons on it yeah you know anyway it just bugged me that they were using the wrong word it's funny <laughs> it's funny in this in the summary on on wikipedia not the simpsons wiki but wikipedia the source of all misinformation it has the name telepath of glory but they in their description they use the correct word they use the word telekinesis yeah well someone's right <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I enjoyed this episode. It was, it was sort of one note, right? It was just like a repeatedly killing Bart, and let's see how many ways we can do that. But they had, a, like I said, they had a couple of good lines in a row, a couple of good laughs. Love Sideshow Bob, and uh, I give it a four. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, I liked it too. The 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 death montage was was funny the extra the the there's a couple of different types of montages in a sense it wasn't a montage per se it's a sequence but the what he was doing with bart's body the golf balls the using them oh, as a yeah, putting yeah, yeah. putting practice was right. funny uh the attempted murder changing it to uh murderer to murderer harkens back to attempted murder do they give a nobel prize for attempted chemistry <laughs> I don't know if it was a direct reference or not, but that was good. And Sideshow Bob, I mean, it's it's I it's funny we uh, talking about the opening of my episode. He appeared, but I don't think Sideshow this is if this is not if it's not the only Sideshow Bob Treehouse of Horror, then there are very few others. This is the only one I know of, and yeah. surprising considering his whole modus operandi is killing 
Bart specifically. You think they they show up would have shown up earlier or more? And this well, is I, oh good. I, I was just gonna say I think with Bob, it's you know if you're gonna get Kelsey Grammer, you're gonna get him for a full twenty two minute. True, right? You yeah. know, and right. you know these little eight minute things. I mean, there's there's not a, a heck of a lot you can do in eight minutes. That's a good that's a good point. Yep. That's so I was happy to see him as well. And I think this is uh, the three we talked about. This is the strongest one. I give it a four out of five as well. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. I mean, it's funny because uh, as I was doing my research, this one popped up on the worst lists a lot. Um, yeah, and and I watched it. I watched it, and I'm like, especially in the last five years, this wasn't remotely the worst one. You know, the one that you just talked about that aired before this might have been. But, I mean, it, it was very funny, and, you know, anytime Bob, like you were saying, man, anytime Bob shows up, it's great. And I love the fact that they brought the rake gag back. <laughs> right. You know, I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Just one, though. Just, just a little one. quick Well, that's all there. you needed. Yeah. That's, and, it, and it was completely out of place being in the school. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, you know, like in a field or something where you would expect a rake to be. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this. I'd give this one a three. Cool. Oh, pretty good marks. Right. For, yeah, for uh, the three of the past five years, I mean, they all, they all had their moments. It's just that uh, it's, uh, I don't think any, except for the one dead and alive, I don't think the first two. I think that's the problem they have with some of these in the past five years is that they have good ideas for like a couple jokes, but they're just, it's not strong enough to carry a full story. And they just kind of either start it or throw something in the middle or make a weekend of it. But I think we, yeah. we got some decent ones to talk about. Much better than our next episode. <laughs> Which the theme, the title of the episode is going to be Worst Episode Ever. This is where we pick our three least favorite Treehouse of Horror. So, yeah, this, this one's going to be so, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah, real time follow up. Simon Kinberg is slated to direct a Logan's Run remake. <laughs> okay, wow. well. he he wrote X Men: Days of Future Past and he directed X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. All right. Well, with that, let me say thank you to both you gentlemen, Dave and Derek, for joining me tonight. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with the worst episode ever. So until then, thank you again, and we'll see you in that next episode. <laughs>